playing DNA. I am Aaron Dice, the man of a single black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. And we're already in the midst of those distractions and here to find out what <laughs> what October 24th, 2022 is made of. Yep. Uh, welcome to late October. Um, welcome to Latoba. For those viewing the festivities this morning, uh, Danae's lighting is very fall. Like it's very like it's warm. autumnal. Yeah. yeah. How did you accomplish that? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you, <laughs> as I always am. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, a couple things happened. Mm -hmm. I was trying mm -hmm. to figure out my white balance issue because my camera is like all fluffy, fluffy all the time, and I thought sure. well, maybe yeah. I should change the settings or something. Uh -huh. And I don't know how to change it back. <laughs> However, I kind of like it because it gives me a little bit of a tan. Oh you know? yeah, you in the entire room. But yes, <laughs> right, sure. Everything is a strange sort of amber glow amber uh -huh. vibe uh-huh yes <laughs> but hey if everyone can handle the orange glow then we're gold and i kind of i kind of like it i kind of want it to be my thing like this is my this is my vibe now i i'm an orange girl <laughs> <laughs> i live here now i, is it, I am is it, yeah. orange uh yeah, orange you glad yeah, yeah, i didn't yeah. fix my settings uh, orange you uh -huh. glad i did sorry yes you got it I'm. I live in a world where if you tell an orange, I'm orange. You glad or a knock? If you mm -hmm. say anything like that, Iris starts to tell the five-year-old jokes. Yes, yes. Which, if you've never had, a, if you've never been around a kid that's comfortable with telling you jokes when they're like in the five-year-old range, it's a strange. It's a strange feeling because none of it's actually funny. Like the second, third, or fourth, or fifth time. The first time, it's kind of cute. You're like, oh, that was kind of cute. Like you tried to make a joke. But mm -hmm. then they just keep going, and it's like, oh, yeah. why did the artichoke talk to the moon cow? <laughs> because it likes salt. Uh -huh. ah! And you're it's supposed great. to, like, what do you do? Do you encourage this by fake laughing? It's really mm -hmm. hard to fake laugh. It's hard to be like, yeah, this is great. This is super you, fun. You don't have to fake laugh for too long. Fake laughing turns into <laughs> real laughing very quickly when it, it comes to a five-year-old joke. It depends. Yeah. It depends because... If you show like excitement, she's on to the next one. Why did the string pick up the bean? Because mean, mean, mean. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it get funnier and funnier? I don't no, know. I Just don't the know. random of it. I, don't I, know. I would think it, uh, it would be easy to uh, to laugh. Um, Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Sorry, we were both pretty sick last week, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. So sorry Indeed. that we we're on and off and on and off and off and on and on and on and off. Uh, podcast listeners you know if you want updates or even just people who are watching live we do try to post on twitter um although i know twitter's not everyone's favorite place to find information that's kind of the fastest way uh, way for us to get it out so yes. yes sorry that we missed you but it's good to see you all again Janice, uh bon dia Janice, bon dia uh bon, bon, how, do you know you're saying that right <laughs> well I, maybe bon dia um but can i if can it's I rio hit, de can janeiro that's brazil so that's portuguesa so uh yes, woo, yes. Woo, says the guy who had a girlfriend from portuguese for 12 seconds My agua, por favor. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's fine it still counts fish fish but hi janice thanks for being here hanging yeah. out on youtube uh, we've got friends hanging out on youtube and twitch today we oftentimes will have people jump in from facebook sometimes even from twitter so thanks everybody for hanging out with us as we chat this morning, uh, I see Knife Fight Elmo. Hi, Knife Fight Elmo. <laughs> what, a, what a username. <laughs> I know, right? Knife Fight Elmo. You know, it's actually funny because when I was talking about, like, I know not everybody prefers Twitter, I was thinking of Knife Fight Elmo, who called it a cesspool. And I agree. <laughs> there's a, No matter where you go, there's it's annoying. So I'm sorry. Well, I wish it's we about had a way to change to, like, ownership. So oh, I'm sure I know, the I'm new I'm sure the new ownership is just going to be so much better. <laughs> I'm really nervous about it. I just if there was like one no, centralized place too. for us to yeah. talk about like every update and everyone was there, that would be fantastic. So it's, it's it's interesting, right? Because social media has has ruined the ability for like personal websites to do the work because everybody does the work on social media because more people are there. As opposed to people subscribing to, you know, a, a newsletter at your main website, those kind of things. That's just kind of gone away uh, in many ways. 
I, I want I want to pin this one, but I think we should just do this now for later uh, so that we can switch topics because okay. before we get there, sure. which are better five-year-old jokes or dad jokes? Should we just talk about this later on our you question section? Uh, totally <laughs> up to you. Totally up to you. I, okay, this is a, we'll this is a great question. It's a great worth question. investigating. Right, you want to so do it now or later? Let's do it later. Let's do it later and chat. You can you can think about it too then, and we'll okay. I'll come back to that because this gives you time like to a, think of some. We could <laughs> treat it like a hard candy and do it now and later. Um, but wow. that's a dad joke, and now we know what Aaron's <laughs> answer is going to be. <laughs> uh, oh let's see. no. Oh no! Okay, I got to pin that one too because JCD had a great quite uh, response to that. That is also a dad joke. Okay, we're gonna do this later. This is gonna be a thing in the you question section. I'm so glad to know this, Janice. Uh, Janice is very good, Aaron. But that's fish is more exclusive to Portugal. In Brazil, we say top. Okay, nice. That's really good to know. I blew some people's minds uh, minds in Portugal with a, with that's fish. Uh, they thought I was a local that I must live there because I guess only the locals say it. But uh, but top. Okay, I'll remember that in case I'm ever in Brazil. Brazil, yes, because we're going to be world travelers now. Yes, might as well. Might as well. One only lives once. There's Solis. So he Facebooking it up. Mm -hmm, hello, mm -hmm. hello, hello. Um, I would like for everyone to just give me one second for just something personal. Okay. Solis, how is Adam? How is Adam? How is he recovering? You guys, have you ever had a broken ankle? Adam does. And nope. she's having to take care of Adam, who has already gone through a whole bunch. Let's just tell, I'll just say Adam has been rolling that ones for far too long. And then he was just out in nature, rolled another nat one, rolled an ankle. And mm. now it's all, it's bad. It was, it was not mm. great, but I want to, I hope yeah, you guys are doing no okay. Fun. That's no fun. Thank you for letting me talk to my friends. I want to, I want to say hi to so, so, so many people. There's Sean Torek and... Lolly and oh my gosh, we can oh, say hi to dad. Hi, dad. <laughs> Obviously, dad jokes. Yeah. Oh man, you guys already have the answer. So we just we should just do we just, just, just Jets mm -hmm. five year old jokes. Okay. Um, okay. I'm just gonna say it now. Listen, if you're gonna pop up comments about not liking dad jokes, there is a difference between wordplay and dad jokes, and sometimes they get lumped together. So, for instance, when I made the now or later joke. Right. That's not a dad joke. It's oh. not. It's wordplay. Okay. okay. Dad dad joke is like, how do you make a hanky dance? You put a little boogie in it. Like that's a dad joke. It's like one of those jokes, like a dad will say out of nowhere just because he's got it locked and loaded in the chamber, right? If you are actually using your environment and playing off of actual things that are happening and doing wordplay, that's a totally different animal. And it's it takes a little more uh, awareness, uh, word knowledge, and cleverness than just memorizing silly dad jokes does. So Are that's, you saying that's the this difference. To make sure that we all know that you're like next level, so you have oh, the course. dad jokes and you have the Listen, honeyness. You've, okay. you've got the dad jokes, then you've got the elite, you know, and that's that's just how it is. All right, okay. So so what you're saying is that when we get to this question later that we're already continuing to talk about now, and people are weighing in on now. We could completely have a conversation now that that technically there's like a there's like another level. Like if you're dad joking it, that, that's like next level. There, there was a dad at a sporting event I recently went to who spent the entire sporting event two rows behind me just saying these jokes that he had memorized and they had nothing to do with anything that was going on. And I'm like, you are the one that gives pun humor a bad name. You're the, like you are. You're the one that's bringing us all down. Um, whoa, whoa! So anyhow, now there's rankings. Yes. We have rankings <laughs> of that. Okay, okay. All right. Well, we're talking about this now. Uh, Five-year-old jokes are better for crowd work, but dad jokes have a more advanced sense of comic timing. Okay, Castro. Okay. I well, see you. you know, not wrong. Although Iris is trying to pattern the timing thing right now. Like mm -hmm. she'll go, she'll do her setup, whatever it is. Like what? What is it when? The llama. <laughs> I'm already the, laughing. It's already funny. And the toothpaste. Do a dance. Uh -huh. And then she'll do the comedic timing pause thing. It's about potatoes! <laughs> <laughs> I do love non-sequitur non five-year like kid jokes. Like, uh, I'm a big fan. Big I'm fan. Like, and, and when you realize very quickly, she's just naming things that she sees around sure, her space. Of 
course. What are the dog whisker? And it's about the poop. Just <laughs> that's she the always line to every third joke. Slip in the poop stuff. Yes. Oh yes. my god. Okay, so let me tell you what I've been dealing with this morning because Did you somebody slip in was, the poop stuff. Nope, but it's going to be toot related. So prepare okay, yourself, fair everybody. Enough, fair enough. <laughs> so yesterday, uh, a friend was over, hanging out with Iris, and they were playing a game where she was holding on to one of her stuffed animals. They were holding on to one of their stuffed animals and then like spinning them in space. And my clever friend says that the only way to propel, propel themselves in space was to toot. So mm -hmm. the next like 10 minutes is just Iris and friend toot propelling creatures around the house. <laughs> so this morning, of mm -hmm. course, it was just, and she went to bed last night with the toots. Uh, thank you, corn dog from Sonic. <laughs> and she was commenting. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was the nickname for your dogs, the toots. <laughs> <laughs> she went to bed last night with the toots. She was commenting on how bad it smelled. She's like, "Whoa, this is epic, mom. This is bad. Ooh, that was ripe." Like I'm mm -hmm. like, "Where are you learning these words to describe the toots?" Anyway, so which just been like the last twelve hours of my life nice. have been asleep. And managing me and Iris talking about toots to some degree and chuckling about it. It was fantastic. I, I highly recommend if you ever play any space game, you know, just introduce your young children to the concept that farting can propel them. And you're just going to have fun for hours. Yes. And hours and hours and hours and hours. Yep. Wally. Uh, I, Jet says, I'd rather hear that all day over lame dad jokes. You know what? I think I'm with you. I think five-year-old mm -hmm. jokes is the end. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, can I tell you something else right before we start the show? Sure. We already started the show, but sure. Well, I mean the official part of the show, right? We haven't started shooing a dough, but we, we, haven't started shooing we definitely have right. started the show. That's right. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like there is this unexpected expectation I had of myself, okay? Okay. That somehow I would just know how to file my fingernails because I am letting them grow out because I wanna try this mm -hmm. cool thing that I saw. What I'm testing a black nail polish and, mm -hmm. and I wanna make one, a black nail with like a white spider web and then I wanna make one a white with a black spider and then I wanna mm -hmm. do clear one, but then I wanna paint like a little candy corn on there. I'm just gonna try it out. I'm gonna get a little sure, clever. Sure. It's gonna be an interesting part of my life. But <laughs> uh -huh. I have a lot of real estate because I'm growing my nails out. But what I didn't realize is as they grow out, you know, they you're supposed to kind of like know how to shape them. Mm -hmm. So I have I have a nail file and usually what I use nail files for is, oh, that bit of my nail feels horrible to touch. I should now file it down so that it no longer feels horrible to touch. But then also you're supposed to know how to make it look a shape. And so I started to like, I thought that I was doing something clever and be like, oh, I can shape them. I have no idea what to do. <laughs> and some people like, I think they just know this stuff. Anyway, uh -huh. I, I really need to stay focused today and avoid YouTube tutorial videos on the proper way to shape your nail. Uh -huh. But I have I have nails to play with and I'm afraid that like one of them is gonna be this wonky, like uh, uneven t leaning tower of Pisa type thing. And like one mm -hmm. of them is gonna be pointy and like one of them is gonna be flat. So I, I I decided to stop, which was which was wise for me. I'm, I've stopped, but now I like, I don't understand how like nail, how is, how is, Sometimes they grow and it's like squarish, and then sometimes it's squobbly, and they don't even squobbly, 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 squarish, squobbly. Got it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'm. I'm just. Just. I just didn't realize how. Now, after all this time of my life, I have not practiced the art of nail filing. Right. So I'm. I'm experiencing a little bit of this as well since I've started painting my nails recently, and. Uh, it, one this thing is why that, I'm coming to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Which I'm the might expert not now. be something uh -huh. that everybody knows that you do, but you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my wife brings home a set of fingernail clippers and she goes, these are the straight ones. And I went, wait, the what? The straight ones? There's, there's different kinds of nail clippers. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So, so nail clippers can be curved, which is the only ones that I've ever seen, or straight across. 
Okay. And, and I guess it's because like you're supposed to, once your nails grow out past the, you know, like the edge, they're supposed to be a straighter cut than the regular curve of the finger. So that they're more a little more boxy than boxy, they would yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a square, but then you can also like shape them like a circle. They got mm -hmm. like a half circle. So is it preference? <laughs> I think it's preference. I think it's just preference. I have noticed since I started painting a couple of my nails that when I paint my nails, I don't realize how long they're getting. Yeah, because you because you can't see the the yeah. different shade part at the end. Yeah, and so I will end up taking off, which I just uh, lost both of my. Um, yeah. My paint job. Well, I've, I didn't lose it. I've still, I've still got it right here. Uh, if you want to see oh, it, you but... <laughs> peeled your, na your nail so, paint off. Okay. So, um, but but when I did that, my pinky finger was so long. I was like, I have never seen any of my nails this long. I've since trimmed it, but but yeah, it was. It's it's one of those interesting things when you start painting your nails. All the things you find out. Polly says because so. of guitar, I keep my nails really short yeah makes sense same when i used to play guitar obviously you have to put press down on the on the uh strings and so i kept mine short as well and i also prefer them short for typing so anytime they're starting to get this long i'm i, I have this i'm surprised i've been able to keep them i don't know if you guys can see mm -hmm. they're pretty Ooh, you're doing good nails they're growing Ooh. yeah they are growing and then i've got this beautiful one right here mm -hmm. You know, yep. looking at, how do the people do it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, there you go. Now you got to figure it out. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I know what you say. I, I always end up, my nails always end up being shorter because it takes me so long to think that they're even, you know, when I trim them. And so then I just I keep trimming them until I think they're even. I didn't know you needed to have something different. Yeah. I'm confused. You don't need to, but well, apparently I you just, can. I kind of want to paint them and then see what they look like and then shave them down. Mm -hmm. But that's probably silly. But you no, know well, what? It's, it's not good no for the paint job. No one is going to stop me. No. There's no nail police coming in my house. <laughs> but I feel like if I Better. if I videoed myself doing it and like mm -hmm. live streamed it, I would just have like the hate would descend from the internet. Like, what are you doing? No. I don't know. I'm new. No, uh, no polish police. <laughs> Did uh -huh. you, did you, did you, you, you just, you're just, you just want a five-year-old joke. That's it. You just don't want the word play. I yeah. It. It's your turn for five. I've given many <laughs> examples of five-year-old jokes. It's your turn. Um, do you know what it's called when one side of your nail is curved and the other side is straight? <laughs> That's not a five-year-old joke and you know it. Do you know? You do you know, know it? Do you know? Do you know? You have been. Rose petal Listerine. <laughs> what do you have rose petal listerine in your like space right now no no whatever you have no. it on your desk I are really you rose don't. petal listerine is there such a thing no, as rose of course petal there isn't there that's what makes be. it hilarious that's what i well i'm gonna go right. i'm gonna go to target and see if they have any <laughs> rose petal listerine uh would you like to shoe a dough today you ready to shoe a dough uh, i'm ready all right, we're going to do the DNA and you. We will have some uh, conversation about a D topic, some conversation about an A topic, and as much conversation about as many U topics as we can get through this morning. Um, if you have something you want us to talk about, something that's uh, in the news that you want us to comment on, a question you've always had for us, a debate that you would like us to settle, uh, okay. just put the letter U at the beginning and uh, put that in the chat. We will save it for the U section. Today, what is the D topic today? Uh, my D topic today is what's the strangest food that you've ever eaten and would you do it again? Okay. I recently had a food tasting experience that I tasted things I had never tasted before and I thought myself, okay, would I do this again? The answer is yes. Um, but while I was eating this delicious food that was made by like the top culinary chefs in the entire universe. I don't know if they were the top <laughs> sure, chefs just in the entire yeah. They were very, very talented. I'm trying little taste after little taste after little taste after little taste of all these different things that they have like cleverly put together and they're like in it's, it's it was like eating the food experiment of mad scientists right mm -hmm. like they got together in the kitchen and they're like well what what if we added this really sour thing on top of this other thing and see what that's like and i'm eating things like i don't even know how to pronounce it when they described it to me uh, plate after plate after plate of this tasting mm -hmm. menu. When they described it to me, I was just like, 
cool. <laughs> <laughs> Words, great. Um, I had no idea what I was in for, uh, but I decided, of course, to try every single thing sure. just out of you know curiosity. I tried pickled pumpkin, and um, I tried raw uh, raw dishes that I would have definitely never. Like if I was looking at a menu, it was like raw this. Like no, it's all right. I, I prefer. Mm. I think just based on my personal experience of having a hundred percent of my food cooked for me already yeah. in my life. Yeah, uh, I would like to continue that streak. There's no reason to change the streak now. I did I've like been... the raw scallops, though. Come on, Ooh. those were delicious. But I've never tried them before. So yeah. when they're describing it to me, here's our raw, you know, thing. I'm like, okay, you know, I know what raw means. Raw and really, really, yeah, exactly. Like Gollum, the, the 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 chef before my eyes miraculously, you know, turns into Gollum and is going, "Would you like it raw and wriggling?" And, and thankfully, there was no wriggling in it. It was it <laughs> was true. definitely there was no wriggling. It was covered in like a beautiful foam, and there were some crispy crunchies in there. And it was definitely one of the best things I've ever tasted. There's still a little bit of like on that one alone. There was a little bit of a mental like. Mm. getting up mm. mm-hmm. like i'm sure if someone had said here's your cricket menu i would have been you know trying to get past the like legs or whatever but it was like a super fancy situation so everything is like these tiny little bite-sized things so by the end of this meal i think i had probably 15 things that i had never had before and i wasn't sure like how is my stomach gonna handle all of this flavor all of this mm-hmm. new stuff um and it was fine it was fine oh can i also just tell you please every single round that we went they're also like and also try this wine and also try this this and also try this that. Yeah, there's a drink pairing oh, with every yes. food right and so i sipped right like I, I sipped it i'd also never had that much of a variety of alcohol ever so i was like let me just let me just take my time here and i didn't feel any effects of the alcohol and I didn't feel any effects of the food. So thankfully it came out days and days later, like I still haven't grown strange hair on my body or like had some sort of reaction. I've been waiting. Thankfully it came out days and days later. <laughs> Turns out I'm alive and everything was functioning properly. <laughs> Turns out it digested just fine. <laughs> I was nervous though, you know, because I never, I've just never done that before. Um, My dad has told stories of like when he traveled to like different countries or whatever, trying their Mm -hmm. local flavor. And, you know, he's talked about eating some really strange things before. Yeah. Um, This is, this was fine dining strange. And I think there's a difference obviously between the two. This is not like exotic in the way of like, I've, I've gone to another country and I'm trying a dish that has like a hoof just hanging out of it. (laughs) However, the way that they describe some of these things, like there was one where it was like marrow I think it was like a mm-hmm. marrow thing where they crisped up marrow. So there's just all these interesting ways of presenting it. I had a really wonderful time personally, but food is such a personal thing. And we all, I think, have stories of things we've tried that were like, ooh, this is a little outside of my comfort zone. And it might just be simply sushi for you. But my question to you is, what's the strangest food that you've ever eaten and would you do it? Love the question. Uh, we were at that meal together and of that uh list of foods probably the one that was the strangest to me and i don't know that this is strange to everybody i think people actually enjoy this but the one that was strangest to me was the spicy ice cream or as i called it spiced cream um Uh where it was like uh ice cream but had like a huge kick to it yeah it was tamarind mango ahi amarillo maybe sure no that doesn't sound right pepperberry no, no, that's not, that was fine. I I didn't mind the. Well, I was the, the only ones that are listed down here in our in the, in the dessert menu. section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably the first one that you mentioned, um, but it was not for me. So the answer to would you do it again? No, no, I I was not having the spicy ice cream. Everything else was was like I can deal with this. I can absolutely okay, deal with this. When he when you say spicy ice cream, it was this. I think it was a mango flavored like tiny little spoon type thing of ice cream. I have but no idea it had any flavor other than fire. That's the full, only. <laughs> see, but you have a like extreme flavor. Like you're a super taster, mm-hmm. so that was a different bite for you for sure. It definitely had a tingle to it, um, and a I think tingle? that was my yeah. mouth was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, tamarind maybe. 
I don't know if it was tamarind or not. I'm, I'm, I think it might have been that. Could be. Could be. Uh, let's see. Um, it's a it, it's a fruit that ranges in sweet, sour, tangy, tart. I'm going to keep looking it up because I want to tell everyone what it is. Janice says, have you tried Brazilian tapioca? I have not, and I don't know that I want to know what that means. <laughs> tapioca? Tapioca has solid little, you know, oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. balls in it. And like, I'm thinking, are we dealing with eyeballs? Are we dealing, like, what is Brazilian tapioca? What are, what are the little ingredients in it that? Was... I don't know that I want to know. The spice of so the the ice cream was was mango and tamarind. Those were like the fruits mm -hmm. that were blended together. the The kick was the aji amarillo, a g a j i amarillo, and it is an Inca food, and uh, it's like a hot yellow pepper. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh -huh. Emphasis it was, on the word hot. It was tingly. Sure. It was yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Polly Walnut said alligator bites. We called them popcorn alligator. Why popcorn? Maybe because I mean, I mean, imagine they were just yeah, popcorn like popcorn bites. shrimp, okay. popcorn alligator, like that. Kind not of like idea. tiny popcorn sized alligators. That would be amazing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but not that. Hi, I have a very vivid imagination. <laughs> Jesmet said I have had hammerhead shark once. Uh, actually, really good. Uh, thank you for reducing the population of sharks in the world. Appreciate it. <laughs> Tanae is thankful. Uh, Zinkstoat says, this is not Klingon food. It's already dead. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Slap says, had a kangaroo beef jerky. Was yum. Oh, I had an opportunity to try that once. I was very young, however, and I was having a, like, it was very difficult for me to, like, justify eating kangaroo because um, I was really into Winnie the Pooh at the time. And all I could think about was Kanga and Little Roo. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I can't do it. Which yeah. really just means that we should have more shows that have cows, you know, as the Is that what that main means? characters. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, Lolly says, sounds like the first time I had PB&J and my brain was screaming, that's a weird combo, but you're in America and got to be polite. Turns out it's not terrible. Um, yeah, it's a texture thing for some people, though, because it's very that's a, um, That is a smooth. staple here. Like PB&J yeah. is like, that's life. <laughs> that is your childhood in, yeah, in America. Basically. Yeah. Uh JCD says he had gator jerky one time and loved it. Jerky seems like the best way to eat most uh gamey meats, I would imagine. The um, best way? Or like the best way to flavor it and say I technically ate alligator because yeah, that's you what had I'm a jerky. Like, oh, okay. I, I would think that yeah, like jerky is the easiest way just to be like, hey, this is a meat from a gamey type animal. Um, let's see. <laughs> you guys' chat. What is this? What is this one? How That's about... I was just getting ready to... Okay, I'm going to look that up. How do you spell it? F-E-I-J-O-A-D-A. -A. Ooh. I wonder if I can... Feijoda? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are you finding? What are you finding? Okay, can you see it? Oh, it's a Brazilian black bean stew. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't look terrible. Ooh. Yes, please. I want that. Anything with beans, I'm I'm a happy girl. There was a there was a chili uh chili thing that I almost ate over the weekend that was pumpkin chili. Mm. Lots of beans. I made ham and beans recently, and that's just like all I'm eating anymore because when I make ham and beans, I put it into like a big eight quart uh pot, mm -hmm. and it's enough to feed like a family of fifteen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I not love a family that, of fifteen. I love that Doc is like I had catfish once. It was okay. Okay, but catfish isn't something that everybody has. I have catfish all the time, so <laughs> it's not too bad. Did you just no. have it, like, how did you eat it? Was it steamed, or did you have the yummy, like, cornbread fried? Because those are so good. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making happy noises. Oh, I remember why. I haven't had breakfast. I'm really hungry. Castro says, can't think of a really good answer. Pineapple, pineapple fried rice? I don't think it's weird, but my mom does. Um, pineapple fried rice is a Thai... Uh, I've seen that at a lot of Thai restaurants. We'll do like a pineapple fried rice. Um, so, yeah. Did you see the one? And I, I was, because I was looking at the other thing, the chili peppers, chocolate and chili peppers. Yes. I ignored that uh, for, <laughs> for personal sanity reasons. <laughs> oh my God. Did you also ignore this one then about French housemates making vanilla ice cream with dark chocolate and chili pepper drizzle? Yep. Wow, Aaron. Yep. Just, you uh, are just sniping, scrolled just... on past that one. <laughs> That's yummy. If you don't I have mean, something nice I to don't say, <laughs> don't click on the comment. 
Uh, Jet says, I know black pudding isn't what it sounds like. Fair. Isn't that blood? Are you thinking about blood pudding? There's blood pudding. There's uh, blood sausage. There's uh, black pudding. Yeah. Uh, so he says, oh, that's tasting sounds amazing. Oh, my God. You would have been in heaven. I I would love to take you there someday. Let's go. I'm happy you had that experience. Strangest food I've eaten was at an authentic Mexican restaurant in California. It was tacos made from cow tongue. I don't know. I, I didn't know that they were made from tongue when I ate them. They were delicious. But if I'd known, I don't think that I would have eaten them. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes it's better to not know. So I'm kind of glad that a lot of the words on the menu, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't Sure. <laughs> Those are letters that make okay, sense. I, I like it. Uh, there was one here on uh, it was black garlic cauliflower coffee. That's this is all that it said was black garlic cauliflower coffee. So this is mm -hmm. what the tasting menu looked like just for those of you guys who might be interested. Mm -hmm. And this is just something that you can look at now. See, it's just listing like interesting ingredients. But mm -hmm. what they don't tell you until you sit down is that what that one was was essentially like a gusher. They had taken the black garlic cauliflower and they had turned it into almost like maybe they mixed it with like a some kind of a gelatin or something and they made like a little square and they flattened it out and then they put like a pop of some kind of a coffee mixture in the middle and folded it over and so then when you ate it it was like this black garlic flavor but then when it popped open in your mouth it was like a burst of espresso these are flavors i would have never put together I would have never ordered that on the menu if it was described. Like, that sounds like, terrible. <laughs> it was intense. <laughs> it was really intense. Um, but yeah. Uh, my Nana makes swordfish in milk sauce. Sounds terrible, but it's the absolute best thing I've eaten. It milk does sound sauce. terrible. I'm glad it's good. This is this is why you don't tell the, anyone what it is. You just put it down in front of them and you ask them to just taste it. I ate whole, baby whole octopus salad at a Japanese restaurant. It looked terrifying, but was honestly pretty good. They were literally tiny whole octopuses. Wouldn't order that again. No, see, no. Because right now, <laughs> they're like going down my throat, suction cupping like, their way uh -huh. back. You know, like, yeah. they just like stop. Come back to life somehow. That and is, they're just well, like clawing out of my that throat. is one of the like one it. thing one of the things about calamari uh or octopus that i've seen is they prepare it in a way that it is still moving when you eat it like because of the the muscle the ways the muscles contract or whatever like it's not alive but it's still moving as you're chewing and <laughs> eating it it's weird i have done that i've definitely done that. uh ooh, cockles hmm. must in a cup with vinegar and black pepper British seaside staple. What did you just describe? <laughs> I'm going to be going to visit. Should I have this? Is it? I like mm -hmm. vinegar. I like no. black pepper. Don't do it. I don't know what a cockle means. What does that mean? I do want to say this. I had for the very first time, I've never had a grilled oyster before, but I had a grilled oyster with brown butter and horseradish sauce. It was the most delicious thing. And it was the first thing I ate of the entire tasting menu. Mm -hmm. And it was so good. And I've decided that I will never have an oyster again because <laughs> it's it could just never compare once and done, you know? Yeah. 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 You got to know when. Yep. Agree. Uh, any others you want to mention? Oh, no, but this has been fun. This was a terrible topic because I forgot to have breakfast. I am mm. so hungry right now. You know, so let's this topic to has done the opposite of make me hungry. <laughs> 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 I don't think I need to eat again today. Oh, Aaron. Just think about that scallop and think about that the beef. scallop was yummy. Yeah, think about the beef. You'll be happy. You're oh, hungry yes. too, Joe? Okay, well. Was so good. Okay, I'm right. hungry again. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Uh, well, your hunger or level of hunger may influence your answer for the A topic today. What you got for um, us, Erin? A topic, full force fall in effect. Uh, what is your favorite thing about this season? Um, well, oh, could like, be a food you oh. like from fall, could be something about the fall you love. Really general topic here, but I'm just curious about when you get to this time of year, 
and I'm speaking specifically, obviously, of the idea of fall as it is in uh, the West, uh, what does it mean to you? Like, what's your favorite thing about fall, aside from setting your white balance to look like you live in a, in a leaf that has changed colors? <laughs> yes. This is me living my fantasy of being a tiny little fairy in the fall mm -hmm. tree. I, yes. Fall is my favorite time of the year, hands down. Um, and it's usually because of the weather. It's And so it's strange because as weather changes and we are now in what can only uh, Satan's armpit. I don't know. We're somewhere. <laughs> it's bad. It's been so, so, so hot. It really this, has. The fall is here. The like the colors of the leaves are changing. It's beautiful. It's incredible to look at. I I love trees. So then I can see like you just glance at the trees and then not just like look at those beautiful trees. They're like pretty trees. But then this year because there wasn't a lot of moisture, they're just like <gasps> <clears throat> they're just like all the leaves just sort of like like fall off. Also, so a, it was eighty four yesterday. So it's so stupid. <laughs> But the mornings, like today is 65 here because it's mm -hmm. going to be raining. So hopefully we'll have like, but that's 65 weather where it's um, cool-ish. The breeze comes in. You can kind of wear a little bit of a layer and the it, scenery is beautiful and the air smells crisp because the rain is coming in. It's got that little cool in the air. I just, that's, it's a, it's like a whole like moment. And I know it's because of where I live. Not everybody has the same experience in fall, but that's for me, my favorite part is like walking outside, taking a deep breath and knowing that I'm not going to die that day from heat exhaustion or it being too cold. It's just mm -hmm. right. Like it's my, it's my sweet spot. It's where my equilibrium was where my, my homeostasis exists in this weather pattern. If I could find this weather pattern in the world somewhere and I, and I, I would go there and I would live there happily ever after. I'm sure of it. I bet you could. I bet you could find places on this earth that stay around this temperature zone. Um, Are there mosquitoes there? No, because it's <laughs> heaven. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I like the the especially in this area. Fall is really nice. Um, I prefer spring to fall, uh, and they have similar temperatures, uh, spring and fall, um, kind of in that uh, 60s range. Um, and part of it, I like you know being able to throw a pair of jeans on and like a hoodie and just feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Like you just wear get, you get to wear a blanket around all day, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yep. So yeah, that's yeah. that's fun. That's really nice. It's really really nice. Uh, so he lost says the fall weather is my favorite. I love the cool breeze, the fall leaves, wearing sweaters, warm beverages and soup. It's soup season. Soup. That's a uh, good answer. See, yeah. that's why I made him and beans. So there was like two days last week where it got pretty cool. And I was like, yes, I made him and beans. And then it got 90 again. So this is just where I live in the world. It's just kind of that way. Uh, but the swings seem a little bit extreme. So today it's ham and bean weather again, though. I'm going to do that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's where we, we, uh, Jen makes a great chili and we do chili in the fall. Um, in fact, we're celebrating one of my son's birthdays with a ch family chili night, uh, coming up here soon. So mm. yeah, that kind of stuff is fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Polly says fall is just light summer in the South. Instead of mowing grass, I am mowing leaves. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You can also rake those. I've heard. Yeah, but that just takes too much effort. You it might does. just mow it them does. down and like, no, I'm with you. get them into the ground. Yeah. Uh, Slab says, favorite thing is that it's not hot and I don't have to mow anymore. Otherwise, bah humbug. Mm. Sorry, well, Slab. Well, I'm curious, Slab. Then what's your favorite? Is it winter because everything is dead inside? Huh? <laughs> Castor huh? says, my favorite thing about fall is the Christmas season. No, I will not apologize. No need to. Um, is the Christmas season winter? It is not. Christmas happens in the fall. It's the weirdest. It's the it's the weirdest thing. Like okay, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, but it's like the end of fall. Let's see when the first day of when was the first day of winter. First day of winter. Oh, it is December twenty first. Christmas. The actual Christmas happens right after it turns to winter. So so it's so it's okay. It can be the transition. It's like the cusp. Well, Christmas th is like. The, the seasonal cusp. What is the uh, what does the Christmas season entail for you? Because for some, it's already started. So, like, you know, there's... Well, yeah, I mean, the season of, like, going and decorating and putting things up definitely mm -hmm. happens in fall. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lolly says, a cold autumn walk followed by a hot tea, fluffy blankets, and a movie. 
you've described heaven. So nicely done. Um, heaven. Jets says, now that I live in Vegas, I don't get fall colors here. I miss, miss the Northeast colors. The myth of the Northeast color. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's just, you know, sand for you, buddy. <laughs> Have you noticed uh. the colors this year are like muted? It's because there was no rain. Yeah. There was yeah. no, there's no moisture in the tree. They're just going, and they're just getting off the leaves because uh -huh. they're just like, let's get done with the season. And then hopefully we have a nice monsoon situation. Although I, I think we're going to have a really, really tough winter and I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like winter so much. No. <laughs> I don't either. It is one of my favorite things about living here instead of Michigan is winter <laughs> lasts a month instead of five months. Um, so it seems like it's lasting longer than that though. And we're talking about like the cold, the deepest cold part uh, of winter, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Joe says it got down to 62 here in Fort Myers a few days ago. I was so confused. I thought I was back in new England again. Yeah. We weather is doing some weird stuff. Doc says I like the fall partly because I was born in October. Well, happy birthday. Um, I assume you've already, uh, celebrated or will be soon. Um, one thing I've talked about before is that is common for people's favorite season to line up with their birthday because yeah. it has those extra fun, you know, associations with us. Uh, that's true. It's true yeah. for me. You know, spring's my favorite. I was born in May. Um, yeah, for me. there is something about being young and having a whole bunch of people gather and sing to you and give you stuff that really yeah. just sets the tone for the just rest the of your life. For the season. It really does. Uh, for those of us who are lucky enough to have that as our as our history. Mm -hmm. um, Dad Dicer says campfires, sports, mm. and then specifically names many sports. <laughs> NBA, yeah. NFL, NHL, college football, college basketball, college volleyball, MLB. So there are a, a lot, lot of sports happening, happening. Mm -hmm. here in this time frame. Yep. They're all going on and autumn photography is great. That's true too. Autumn photography is great because you got like the overcast. So the sun is still like filtering through the clouds, but it's not blasting people's eyes out. I tried to take a picture over the weekend with Iris and we're both like doing this, like this kind of like squint thing. Mm -hmm. Cause like the sun was just right in our eyes. We're looking at the pictures like these are, these are interesting. <laughs> yep. That's a moment. Uh, he forgot League of Legends Worlds happens in the fall as well. That's another sport that uh, mm -hmm, that happens mm -hmm. then. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. Good question. Uh, you guys ready to go on to the you question portion yeah. of the show? Let's do some you questions. So if there's anything you want to know, uh, just ask. Put a you at the beginning so we can spot it. Uh, it could be a question for us. Could be a question. Um, you know, a philosophical debate. Could be a pro. You know, a debate between you and someone else you want to solve. Could be a news item that you want to know our opinion on. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> it is, uh, let us know, and we will like pop it in the you questions. Do Today, you remember when we used to do peruse the news? I Aaron, do. I we do. We should do that on the show sometime because I'm starting to actually. I, I'm okay. saving them up because I kind of like have a couple of ideas for doing mm -hmm. my own little bit at some point. I, I yeah. am obsessively keeping up with like like just news articles that I'm obsessed. Next with. time we have the the space to do a someday, we can do like a peruse the news and then a peruse the use questions. <laughs> Okay, podcast audience at home, you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> when have we ever done a someday on the morning DNA? It was our intention, but that's been like over a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if we go to like two days a week, we could do DNA and you on Mondays and then like uh, peruse the news on Wednesdays. Hey, Danae, your child just entered school <laughs> for the first time. You're getting up and getting her ready for school. <laughs> I don't see the problem. <laughs> hey, Aaron, your last child is graduating from high school. <laughs> What's the issue? I think it's time for a new co-host on those other days. Then maybe, I don't know. No, don't do it without me. <laughs> yeah, oh, I knew that wasn't going to last. <laughs> it was instant. All right, uh, we're going to go up to the top. I did want to say when we were asking about which do you like better, five-year-old jokes or dad jokes, I did want to point out that JC's response was dad jokes. The difference is rather apparent. Nice. Very nicely done. Good. Nicely good. played. Yeah, we have to kick off there. So, all right. Yeah. Sounds good. Ask your you questions. Here we go. Here's one. Slab says, Isn't there a story with Aaron knowing or not knowing Portuguese? I think I kind of referenced it. It's the fish story. That's fish. Um, so, when we went to Portugal for a couple weeks, um, I did learn some local slang 
uh, and I don't really know Portuguese, but when I would use the local slang, people would just start talking to me in Portuguese, thinking I knew the language. And I realized very quickly that, that, uh, that it was probably not worth the cool factor, uh, to drop that kind of stuff in because then immediately I had to be like, uh, pfft, uh what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. Can I tell you an embarrassing story? <laughs> please all right we're live on the internet what better place to tell so so let's just preface this live story on the internet by saying i was a kid and i was dumb mm -hmm. uh which usually goes along with youth anyway so you know this yeah. isn't like yeah adult in a who can think about her decisions this is like when you say kid 27 nope <laughs> nope more like nine you know okay nine so all like right got super it. kid can't think things through very well. I went to uh, I went to visit. I think it was in Arkansas. There was like the sister church, where they were a Spanish speaking church, and I think like our church had helped to build their church or something. And so it was um, a really small community, and uh, and we were invited to come and celebrate. Like that that technically they could hold church in the building now because the floor was poured and it was just like a very very simple like structure. It wasn't anything like. I go. I went to church and mega church kind of. It felt like a mega church. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, now the version of mega church is very different because it's like the size of a small city. Right. Uh, but anyway, Clu yes, includes its own. Zip <laughs> so code. I was always. It was really interesting for me because I hadn't really experienced, you know, like a a church that would be built sort of in like a like a smaller community at that point. So we go. We're celebrating with the family. We're staying with the the, the pastor uh, of the church. And they're hosting us and it's, and it's really sweet and kind. And then my mom or dad, I believe, decides to tell them that um, when I was a, when I was in church, there was this, the people that taught us how to speak Spanish so we could sing a song on an album. So, yes, I can sing in Spanish. And they're like, OK, well, then you're going to sing for the church now this song nice. in Spanish. So I nice. go up the Sunday morning. I close my eyes because I was really embarrassed to sing at the time. So I close mm -hmm. my eyes the whole time. So and I sing this song. You. Yeah, exactly. Sing the song in Spanish. I open my eyes. It was awkward. People are weeping. I don't know why. It's <laughs> apparently beautiful. <laughs> anyway, awkwardness over. I scurry out. And then like people want to talk to me. And so I think I'm being clever by making up Spanish words. <laughs> oh no, Danae. <laughs> oh no. I was no. a kid. I'm like, I'll just make it up. I'll just pretend like I know oh, what I'm saying. No, this would be like turning to somebody who speaks with American Sign Language and just start flapping your hands around. It you would know? be. It's, it's, it would be it just awful. that cringe. Yes. Anyway, so my the one that at first they're like, you know, like looking at me strangely. I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. Like I'm communicating. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> oh, and my soul hurts. I know it was. It's really horrible when you think about it now. Um, mm -hmm. Well, any, anyway, it was embarrassing. The moment. I was nine. like, I'm doing it. I'm doing this thing. I'm like, I'm communicating. I think that they they get it. And mm -hmm. I was trying to tell them I was cold. So I was like, El Burro. <laughs> that's a donkey. Which means donkey. <laughs> and so for the rest of the time, they call me Little Burro. And that's my embarrassing nice. child. That's Burro. one. That's Burro one poquito. of many, many embarrassing stories from my childhood. Mm -hmm. But there's one for you. Ugh. Oh. Oh. That's amazing. There do you're not wrong. This is more cringe in the office and it's my real life. I'm happy to share my embarrassing moments with you <laughs> so that you can maybe feel better about your embarrassing moments. Amazing. That by the way was in a bus filled with people. We were all going to eat somewhere and they're all looking at me like, "Oh, no, she has no idea what she just sang this morning. <laughs> it was this is all lie. This is a lie." <laughs> we have been lied to. <laughs> She's saying donkey while shivering in the front seat <laughs> you, you want to hug a donkey it's amazing you know it's one thing like i deserve the laughter that came after and the social shunning that happens mm -hmm. afterwards yes i didn't ever go back so anyway very that's nice my story uh on to the next few questions yeah do it i got a soft job offer it's a 16 hour drive from my home any advice on dealing with the anxiety of knowing I'm probably moving halfway across the country? Woo! Well, well, first thing steps. I would little I steps. Would, uh, <laughs> first, go to the interview. <laughs> first thing oh, I, I would it. advise is taking the probably out because you are not commuting. That is not happening. Uh, mm -hmm. You are either taking this job and moving, uh, or you are not taking this job and staying where you are. I think Danae may have to help on this more than me, and I'll tell you the reason why. 
I love adventure, new things that like it is it is foreign to my mind to think this would be anxiety, right? My oh. mind is like this sounds amazing, a whole new environment, a new, new things to learn, new places to see. So I guess I guess what I would say if you can if you can find your way no one to tell us into that mindset then maybe that might help but I don't know because that is my baseline my baseline is um I like change which is a weird baseline for most human beings so so okay. yeah so Danae you may you may need to do a little more help on this one 16 hours right. that's that's not that's not next door that's no. uh that's a couple states no. that's a few states away couple things I'm a little worried about. One, you said soft offer. Yeah, that's so true. So let's define what the offer is first. So first things first is check your budget because you might want to go, if they're like, this could work out, and then you move there and they're like, turns out we're kind of like not going to work out. Then you have to be prepared for then either making that risky kind of shift and having a backup plan for a new place or working in your budget where you're gonna go and spend like a month there, like in an apartment or a friend's house or something that you can kind of find um, so that you can try it out. So if I was in your situation, I would be asking them to define what the soft job offer looks like and trying yeah. to get under contract. If you could have a contract for a year, then you at least know for one year, this is what I'm doing. So that's the first thing I would do is just be really, really careful about what the soft offer looks like. I, yeah. I, I would be nervous about making a huge decision, but if you're gonna make the, the next the next jump um the best thing that you can do is start to figure out okay so let's say that you needed to leave tomorrow or like a week from today or something like that just get the suitcases out that you would use to normally travel and then like pack the things that you know that you absolutely have to take with you and that's the stuff that you're going to want to keep out in your apartment or your house the rest of the stuff you can start packing up now um and just keep a couple pans out keep a couple pieces of silverware out and go ahead and start getting boxes save up the Amazon things, ask people around, post on Facebook, does anyone have boxes or whatever, and start like to actually put your kitchen together, pack all the things that are of likeness, kitchen together, bedroom together, bathroom together. That way you know where everything is. If you have to go find something, it's gonna be in the bathroom box. It's not gonna be in the box that was like shoved everything in there from the top of the counters. So that would be my advice is just start thinking about how to get prepared for a move. Um, yeah, and then, as far as the anxiety of it, that's something that you've got to kind of figure out what the biggest priorities are first. Like, where are you going to live? Can you make it work in two places at the same time? Just getting your getting your stuff together. The 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 shift the the shift from one place to another. If you're just like one kind of person and you're on an adventure, is different than if you have like a lot of people around you. But yeah, I I, I wish the best for you. And if you need some more specific advice, go ahead and yeah, I, it and, really and reach is. out. Uh, yeah, 12 years ago, I did move six, my, you know, my entire family moved 16 hours from where we live to be here. Um, so it's, it's not something I'm unfamiliar with, but I think you just kind of have to find your way into the exciting part of it and, you know, feed those thoughts, feed those feelings. And uh, if once you make the decision, right? The making the decision is where to have doubts. It's where to have uh, exploration of, of what you're going to do. Once you have made the decision, a decision like this specifically, you have to em embrace it and go with it. Otherwise, it becomes um, can become really painful. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he uh, expands and says, clarification, soft offer means that I have to get through a background check and paperwork first. It would be a year of training for a more permanent position. So you need to be prepared for that to potentially shift out again. So we're, if you're going to move there to, you know, just go for it and you're like, this is it, I'm going to do it. This is going to be an interesting experiment. Then just mm -hmm. be also ready to kind of research the area that you're going to and know what maybe your backup plans could be. So um, yeah. good luck. It sounds like it could be exciting. Lolly says, make lists, have a plan. Uh, from experience, it'll be scary, but you can feel scared but prepared, and that's more comfortable. Yeah. So good advice there. Here's a question from Castrov. When was the last time you did creative writing? I finished a short story for the first time in two years, and it felt really good. Uh, do you think D&D counts tonight, like if you're the DM or something? Absolutely. Yeah, which is my last time to do a lot of creative writing. I um would write I, up scenarios and stuff. I mean, aside yeah. from her job, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking more like stories. 
Mm. I, I mean, creative writing, we write, we, we write creative scripts, sometimes two or three scripts a week, depending on the week. <laughs> and sometimes they involve um, stories. And sometimes they involve stories. So yes, our job is creative writing for sure. But I was thinking like more like short stories for yeah. him. And yeah. I did a lot of that when I was a DM because my imagination was just totally activated. I had characters, I had settings, I had scenes, I had tension, I had drama, I had all the things that make fun story and then just like putting it down to paper. So definitely for me. What about you, Aaron? When's the last time you wrote like a creative story? Yeah, outside of just kind of doing our job, like as far as storytelling, it's been a long time i'm trying to think I've, I'm trying to think if there is a specific example um i guess i i've written poems i've you know done things like that um but i haven't really written a short story in uh, a long time i've been formulating a story uh that i may put on paper or more uh, accurately digital ones and zeros at some point but no i haven't really done it in a while there's the answer Mm -hmm, I highly exactly. recommend trying to creatively write. There's actually a book I have. Yes. I don't I don't know where I put it though. Oh, it's over here. One moment. Is the book entitled How to Creatively Write? No. <laughs> it's titled 642 Things to Write About. And I thought nice. this would be kind of a fun thing for show prep sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we could do that on our third day. On our third on our third morning. We could do so it's like, it's, it's like all these different writing prompts that you have. Like this one says, go outside and notice three distinct sounds. Remove the labels and describe exactly what they sound like. Then write a story incorporating these sounds. Hmm. Things like Interesting. that. Yeah. So um, if you're feeling like you do want to try writing and you're having a hard time with prompts, there are, I mean, obviously there's books galore that you can go get to inspire yeah. you. The yep. internet or random YouTube slash Twitch slash stream. Mm -hmm. Such as ours. Go uh, on. Go Jets, on. Jets Mets says, you question, did you know Tennessee beat Alabama last week and it good at football? Um, yes, I did see that that, that that had happened. Probably. I would imagine. I would imagine. Is. I would imagine both Alabama and Tennessee are good at football. Um, I don't even know what football is, no more. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. I moved the TV in the house and I just don't think like, it's never something I see anymore. And it's like, it's just made my life so much better. I am not a sports person, but that's okay. <laughs> you can be, you can be too. I'm trying but to I'm think how far I could walk in my house before seeing a television. The hallway? Yeah. I think it's just the hallways. <laughs> I think it's just, it's, you can walk about 15 feet. The uh, corridor linking rooms. <laughs> yes. Without seeing a TV. Of some sort. Yeah, it's been nice. And my sick brain is like, need a better TV here. Need a better TV here. Bigger, better. Let's go. <laughs> I want one that I can wrap around my body. Like a blanket. Feel the vibrations of my show. A teleblanket. <laughs> Make it so. Um, Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us Um, and spending time with us every week that we are able to come and spend time with you guys. Thank you for your patience with us as we have to sometimes shift our show and shift expectations of what we can do. Uh, glancing ahead at the schedule, let me take a look while you talk about stuff. Do it, glance ahead. If you want to uh, connect with us in different ways, let's say you miss a Monday live, you can subscribe to the podcast feed. It's just Shoe the Dough. Just search for Shoe the Dough wherever you search for podcasts. Uh, if you wanna support this and encourage us to do more, um, and just encourage us in general, you can do that through Patreon. Um, that is patreon.com uh, slash something. Oh, whoa. Hey, whoa. It's been two, <laughs> it's been two weeks. Studio <laughs> DNA. Patreon.com slash Studio DNA uh, is the uh, membership. And so if you want to be a part of Team DNA, you can do that. And feel free to follow our socials and whatever. Hang out. We like uh, chatting with you guys. It's really fun. We miss, like we said before, we miss it when we have to miss a week for sure because it's nice to launch into the week with friends talking about stuff. Um, and uh, it's a good time. So It is a good time. And if um, you give now to patreon.com slash studio DNA, uh, we can add it to the help Danae figure out her white balance uh, fund. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, just help Danae in general. Um, yeah, sure. Um, we're going to support Brush for Hire today. So if you're watching live on Twitch, hang out for just a moment. Um, Brush for Hire is an incredible artist. He is somebody that I've supported on Twitch for almost, I think, two years now. 
Um, he's incredibly quirky and delightful, and he's someone that I can kind of pop on in the background while I'm working, and he paints miniatures, and sometimes we'll play like really silly games. He's incredibly quirky. I, I love him very, very much. And he is um, working on a, a piece of art for me, which is really cool. So um, it's like this little like miniature dragon. I think it's the first time he's actually painted a little miniature, so it's been a while since um, since I have rated into him. So we're gonna go see Brush for Hire today. It's been a while. We will be back next week. Um, and then there's gonna be a little bit of a back and forth uh, on our schedule. So just be watching our posts on Twitter if you can. And we'll see you guys um, next week for another episode of The Morning DNA here, wherever you are watching live. And maybe next time you can bring a friend, you know? Oh, I like that and idea. have some coffee with me. I like that Us. idea. Well, he's gonna have water. I'll have coffee. Lots and lots of water. Lots and lots of coffee. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you on the next Monday or Sunday. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. Bye.